I am so thrilled to have today's guest on the podcast. Um, the lovely Jo Miller, she's a somatic therapist, teacher and mentor and someone that I have personally worked with. I worked with you for about a year when I had a year of therapy and I was like, now it's time to get into the body. And, <laughs> and Jo was, you know, 100% the person that I was going to, that I knew I wanted to do that with. And to give you context, everyone listening to kind of where this podcast episode and this, this topic that we're going to be exploring today was born was me putting my hands up to a post that uh, Jo had created and um, issued on on social media on Instagram as a platform and I was like why do I always feel so triggered by this and it was around the theme of of kind of girl boss and and anti-girl boss so I thought it would be really helpful before we even go into the conversation to just I'm going to share the term girl boss and and what the dictionary says about this term and then we're going to introducing Joe and then we'll go into the conversation so Term Girl Boss was popularized by the businesswoman Sophia Amoruso in her book, which was called Girl Boss in 2015. In the book, she uses the term Girl Boss to refer to herself and generally refer to any self-made woman um, who started her own successful business. Now, I'm also going to pinpoint, I really don't like the term self-made. I am a successful woman, let's say, but definitely not self-made. There have been many other people and <laughs> who have supported me to get to where I am. So anyway, maybe we can talk about that. Um, for the next several years, so since 2015, Girl Boss was mostly used as a positive and very empowering term to refer to female CEOs, women in positions of power in the business world, um, doing what was, of course, once only really known uh, for, for men or seen as men doing. Girlboss is a term to refer to self-made, a self-made woman who runs her own company or leads one. Um, now, as I said, it was definitely used more positively and now more commonly, maybe used, you know, negative or ironically. So positively, you know, woman who is financially successful, high-ranking position at a company, owns her own company, um, you know, very empowering. Woman who's succeeding in the face of misogyny in industries usually dominated by men. In a negative can be described and starting to be described, and we've seen it, over, I'd say, more and more over the last kind of couple of years, um, a woman who views herself as maybe heroic um, and also engaging in the same ruthless, potentially abusive tactics used by businessmen. And we see this a lot in the marketing world, kind of using that bro marketing, bro marketing tactics. So over time, people have begun to argue that the term and concept of a girl boss um, were being used to mask abusive kind of business tactics and benevolent feminism, including Amarissa herself. So Joe, why don't you first of all introduce yourself and then shimmy on in with <laughs> with what you feel about this this uh, this con- this concept and 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 language, shall we say? Uh, so thank you so much for the space to introduce myself. Um, I um it's interesting I'm in sort of just in a uh you you've asked me to do this at a time when I'm I have more questions sometimes about what I do more than answers <laughs> but my my title is um somatic um therapist mentor and um teacher um that that's what I do that's what I bring out into the world um and the post was made and, and you know, let's, you know, we're, we're, I think we're going to go into the terrain of language, you know, and how um, 
how that can feel spicy sometimes, particularly in the social media realm. And that's okay. And let's go into that that terrain. I think that's useful terrain to be in, actually. But the 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 post was made on um in relation really to the folk that I work with, right? And it was um it was a post with my dear cat um snuggling up to my dear cat saying um you know resisting the urge to girl boss and whatever because um it, it, you know it's based on trauma responses or something like that i think the language was wasn't it and and it can be you know it it can be can be used to mask a lot not for everybody right not for everybody but I can speak from direct experience. It was for me. And, um, you know, before, so before I sort of transitioned into this role and in a helping profession, probably about eight years ago, I run a, on the surface, inverted commas, really successful, multi-multi six-figure um, marketing business in, in food and drink. And um, it, for me, it was masking until it could no longer, <laughs> until it could no longer. You know, I'd sort of done a lot of my own work sort of concurrently and the, the two just didn't align, you know, and I realised, and I actually did make myself pretty, pretty ill on a very physical level. And a lot of folk that I work with also relate to that pattern, relate to that pattern of um, having trauma responses that have led to um, overdoing, overfitting in or appeasing because that was the only route to any kind of um, feeling good, let's say, you know, looking for validation, um, chasing the hungry ghost of validation because there wasn't a deeper ground of being because I couldn't get there because it was it was difficult for me to get there because there were there were there was material there was trauma material so you know that that was speaking to that particular um that that particular dynamic of it which which some folk will absolutely relate to now what I would say to that is, even if somebody, first of all, like, can we just not shame it, right? Can we can we not shame girl boss? Because it did start from some, you know, anything that anything that is going to empower a woman. And even if I look at in in my history, even though it didn't get me to what is the deeper maturation process that I'm in now, even if it wasn't doing that, you know, even if it was a trauma response, was it just what I did? You know, was it just, was it in some way helping or was it in some way just what it was, what it was, right? So, so just just to sort of de-shame it a little bit. And also I would say if anyone really does resonate with it for whatever reason, 
like great like you know just great because what I don't want to do is take down women that do relate to it because by god we love taking other women down Mm. and that really is not okay with me right but what I wanted to do with that post was to speak to women that really did understand that and were maybe ready to consider untangling the threads of it. And that doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go live on a hill. I'm going to be Zen like, you know, I have a business. I have a thriving business because of, you know, some of my um, work attitude. You know, I can be quite a workhorse. I love my work. Someone asked me the other day about retiring and I was like, what, you know, <laughs> and my mum retired when she was my age. Um, I'm, uh, how old am I? 47. Yeah. She retired about my age, 48. And, um, and I'm like, oh, I love what I do. Like, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. So, you know, let's not, for whatever reason, let's just not take other women down that also appreciate that word but I think we can't deny also that there are some now, if you look about what's written about girl boss, um, you know, it has become synonymous with particularly a sense of individualism and particularly a sense of um, a, a kind of assertiveness that doesn't bring all women with let's say and maybe that's not someone's dharma to do that right but if we're all moving in a collective way and ignoring some of our own soul purpose to bring other women with because we want to identify so strongly with girl boss that might be something that's worth opening up to right yeah it's so like the both and right and I think you know to share sort of it you know when I and because it wasn't just your post it was like a series of things that I'd seen from various people in the community but obviously because I've worked with you and you are someone who I trust so so deeply you know and I'm quite okay with my with being in my truth and my vulnerability which is why I you know posted very openly on that post it was like why do I feel so triggered by this? Don't help me. <laughs> and I think that, you know, a lot of what you shared is why like, I do see myself as someone who is deeply ambitious, always, ha- always have been. And of course, there is a huge part of me that was healing, you know, hiding a, an aspect of myself. I think there was a, you know, many, many years ago, it was like, if I, if I'm seen to be doing this, then I'm good. And if I'm seen to be in work at half eight and the last one to leave, then then I'm good. You know, I didn't take a holiday for like seven years, seven years when I was in my kind of early 20s because I prioritized, you know, my ambition. And yeah. of course, you know, now, you know, I, I would I'm way more successful in quotation marks and have the most delicious work-life balance, you know, if there is balance in that. And, you know, I'm way more regulated thanks to, you know, so much of the work that we did. And and I think that, you know, so it, when I see the sort of anti-girl boss, I think, you know, but but there are so many of us who simply are ambitious and want to mm. feed that. They want to feel fulfilled in that. 
And yet there is a, you know, of course, a, a, an arena or a space within that that can feel quite dark and shadowy and, you know. And the other thing I think why I felt, you know, maybe somewhat um, triggered is, you know, I'm I'm in groups of many women who would also consider themselves girl bosses who, for me, are some of the, some of the smartest, most brilliant, kind, generous women I've ever met. And so there's this sort of, I almost like whenever I see the sort of anti, I'm like, no, 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 but protecting my people, you know, I'm <laughs> protecting my people. Um, and so, yeah, it's so deliciously complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of really, you know, it is leading to that, that the power of language is something that we've spoken about before. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we're sort of many of us, all of us, really, anyone in a, in a teacher role or a mentor role or coach role in the online space, we're, we're bringing very rich mm. subjects mm. to something that we are ultimately then putting into a 90 second reel or a, you know, 300 word caption, 100 word caption. It's like, oh, is this, you know, and then it sort of often can be seen as, well, this is, this is fact. This is, yeah. this is the truth. And actually, you know, how do we navigate that? Yeah, yeah. So I knew you were going to ask that question. And the, the only truthful way I can answer that is, is with I don't quite know. I don't quite know. That that train has left the station for social media, hasn't it? You know, and it, it, it's left it. We're now in, we're now we're we're in that we're in that marketplace and um and i i wanted to be clear on i don't know for 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 a couple of reasons one i think there is so much self righteousness <laughs> that we're that we're almost conditioned to to be in because of the algorithm it's like well, because we've got to say something with clarity within so lot that, you know, we've really got to find the silver bullet of what this is. And with such a complex question, we we can there is no one silver bullet, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth conversing about. It's not doesn't mean that it's not worth being in relationship with. And, you know, I you know, I, I love to know. I love to know the answer, right? That's been a real part of my um, unbecoming, becoming, <laughs> to to really be in relationship with that part, which when you overlay social media with it, it's like it really puts it into focus. But the truth is I don't know. I do know that the train has left the station on that one. I do know that we can feel when we when we put out things, we can feel into how does that feel? There's been some stuff that, you know, I've put out and, you know, I've got like quite a few number of followers on it. And, um, you know, sometimes they're the things that are like, Sometimes it can be a bit ouchy, ouchy to some. And I have mixed feelings about that. You know, I've had to kind of deeply reflect on that and do it from a... Here's a thing, I think, to anyone that's 
you know, anyone that is in this marketplace who is putting out some social media, the also can we not, right? <laughs> because there are conversations, you know, this, for example, I'm going to segue, I'm going to go back to what I was saying, I think in a minute, but this has arrived. I want to say that, you know, this, for example, is is beautiful that you reached out to me for this conversation, right? Because it was a bit ouchy, ouchy for you. And I loved that you said that. And I found it interesting because I was like, oh, I don't actually really associate you as a girl. That's really <laughs> interesting to me because I actually don't associate you with Girlboss knowing you and also having worked with you a few years back as well. So I, I, I don't associate you with that. And but But here's a thing that, I think maybe we can something that social media doesn't um, do very well. Let's say is open up um, inquiry. It does have a silver bullet to it sometimes. Like this is the answer. You know, it's any pill for an ill, really. You know, especially if we look in the sort of wellness, and that's very counter to the westernized culture that we say that we're coming away from you know um so and 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 what this conversation does is it allows for you and I to be together as women to hold differences to hold curiosity and to tend there's something about this that feels to me like it's tending to what could have been a relationship rupture with some relationship repair and that's that's often what we're we're always missing um the other thing that i was going to say about putting out social social media i think is really important is to be able to do that from like really cultivate a place of self-compassion because we're just always gonna in someone's eyes (laughs) get it too spicy you know get it wrong or not you know it's not there to be liked you know but can we can we be in service can we be as much as possible you know and it's not always going to work out and that's okay you know we're in the marketplace of life sometimes you might just like need to pay the bills and it's like I just need to put some posts out about this up and coming program or whatever and that's okay right that's okay it's more than okay more than okay no one needs permission for that but if we can more often than not have the the wind in the sails of what our communication is for that to come from a place of self-compassion and yeah, I think self-compassion, actually, not even self-love, but self-compassion. Um, because self, self-love self sort of is like this, oh, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing, I'm going to do it right. It, you know, it has a certain quality, but I think self-compassion actually opens up to sometimes maybe when we might have remorse and think, oh, maybe I would have done that differently. Maybe I can learn from that. So if we can have, a, if we can come from a place of self-compassion, and we can come as much as possible in a place of service. And the wind in the sail is fueled by that. Can we not, you know, how can you not put something out? Because we all know the power of how much we need each other. 
you know, it's not just a program. It's somebody's space that they're entering into to maybe solve a business problem or to heal a sister wound or to heal some trauma or to uncover themselves as a powerful woman and what that means for them. You know, whatever it is, can we, can we, you know, how can we not put that out? Because we know deeply how much that's needed. But what stops us, I think, putting stuff out sometimes, or some people might relate to this more than others. I know I've been in this place a while, um, a while back where I didn't want to put anything out because really when I looked into it, my the terrain in which I was coming from didn't have enough self-compassion. I wasn't willing to put it out and to be misunderstood. I wasn't willing to put it out and to have conversations that could be relationship repairs or relationship ruptures, you know. And, yeah, so I'll I'll take a conscious pause there. That's what was coming up for me when you said that. Yeah, and and to to match that self-compassion that you spoke of, part of me was really feeling into and also that self-power piece, Mm. you know. So we might see something that someone is, you know, hailing as the truth. Mm. But ultimately we give ourselves self-compassion that, you know, we maybe don't feel the same, but also self-power to know that might be true for you, but that's not true for me. And that's okay. And I think that that's something we were touching on a little bit and we spoke about it earlier was this real, you know, I don't need to make others wrong to make me right. Mm. And, you know, a big part of, why I approached you to speak about this was, well, A, you know, I'm here for the transparency. You know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of work on healing those sister wounds. And so for me, sometimes going into that territory and having those slightly spicy, you know, icky textured conversations is actually the place in which I grow you know, because it's like, I don't need to be right here, but there is this little part of me that's wanting to fight it and be right. So let's explore it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that we can come to this. Ah, okay. So, you know, in a, in a way, like it, it is the both and we can both be right and wrong simultaneously and be so open to what, uh, the, the the things that the, the turning points that have got us to where we are today you know knowing like okay so I see your version of this and I see your version of this and you know, I always say it's like we don't need more opinions we need more curiosity like oh why do you why do you think that what's happened to you in your life that's got you to thinking in that way and you know sometimes in those conversations the curiosity allows for a different trail of thought that is neither wrong nor right, but simply opening to something that, you know, maybe, yeah, you know, different from what you have formerly believed. And I think there's just so much magic in that, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there really is. There really is. There's, there's, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. There's, um, yeah. Yeah. There's, even as there's, there's part of me that I notice that is even wanting now to respond to that with something that is, that is of a, uh, a, a finite nature. 
but I think you've said it all. I think you've said it all. I loved that um, thing that you said about um, we don't need more opinions, we need more curiosity. Right. Yeah, I, I love that. And there's also nothing wrong with opinions, not to also kind of, you know, shame that. You know, I think some some opinions can land in a way where it's like, oh, not thought about that, you know, or, or whatever. So I also don't want to shame that because there is something about um, allowing for different textures of and different tonalities. But um, I think what you're pointing towards, I sense, is that maybe there's more opinions than curiosity. And that, that I think, is a relative truth that we can both, you know, sort of sit in for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So I thought it would be fun to sort of talk about language. Um, you know, it's just, just, I think what we're speaking to here is so much of the power of language and you know, there's certain words like the word texture that, you know, we both use a couple of times. I think sometimes it's like, you know, things, even language for me has a texture. And as a wordsmith, you know, I'm such a lover of stories and, you know, it, it's a huge part of what I do as a coach, but just just who I am as a, as a being. Um, I found, uh, it was so funny, I found, my mum gave me this like old backpack that had loads of my old things in it. It had been in the loft for like years um and I found a little book of stories it makes me feel very emotional because I'm connecting with my inner child in this moment but that version of me so this little book of stories that I'd handwritten and you know written like drawn the pictures and I found it and I just absolutely weeped you know I was just so connected to that version of myself but such a beautiful remembrance of I am who I am I was that person who was like, tell me your story, you know, let's put that into words. When I was seven, eight years old, and I'm still that person now coming up to 39. And yeah, I love language. I love language. Um, and the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this in is I, I saw something recently where um, it was, it really made me, it tickled me a lot where you sort of put something out, it's like, what's the spiritual lingo that frustrates you? <laughs> um <laughs> And there is so much of it, don't get me wrong, you know, love and light, you know, blessed be. Um, but one was like, you create your reality. And someone was like, I really just dislike this, you create your reality. And again, like my thoughts was like, who, who is that? If if you're not doing it, who, who is, you know, I, can you, can you kind of speak to that of like, you know, just language and, and maybe why sometimes it can be so triggering for people because it's so complex what comes up for you there so I think what comes up for me there is um I think sometimes when it it, it can feel edgy for for folk and for me so for context this was something so um a a, a a mutual dear friend, um, Amy, um, Temple of the Feminine, yeah. and I were, were, we'd been to the gym together and we were um, having a catch up in the, what do you call it, the bubbles, the jacuzzi. And I don't know how it come up, but we were just, is something about that conversation come up? Um, and we were just chuckling, you know, and, and, and admittedly, you know, we've done it as well. So this isn't like a kind of, 
it's looking at it from the collective. So then I put something out in stories, just like, you know, what what amuses you? What are these terms that are sort of overused? And and here's the thing. So I'm not um repelled to work with anyone who or or to to be not attracted to someone who uses any of those terms because they're all true. But I think what is this is endemic of the overuse is where we are confusing um, spirituality or or even understanding the psyche with the deeper work of soul maturation. Mm. And there is a confusion there and there is a difference. And, and both are very necessary. Both are very necessary. So, you know, I would kind of class sort of um, spirituality, let's say, as, um, you know, the things that we do, the experiences, the peak experiences, the ayahuasca, the medicine journeys, it might be more sort of what we might, you know, kind of be aligned to now. Um, you know, sound journeys, you know, which obviously part of what I do. You know, some of those are experiences and some of the, um, and, and I'll come back to the language in a, in a moment because it is threading into that. But those experiences, you know, they're, they're time old. They're ancient. They're time old. We need those. But what we don't have in our culture, which you think is the missing thread, and it's where it feels like it's a monitor. If it has, like if we're only ever doing those or only ever using the language associated with those, it has for me a kind of monotone where it's not really um, held within this deeper place of soul maturation. And, and that is where we turn to the things that we don't like often, right? Not just the things that we chase that give us those great experiences and, and we can come away with. And, and also if we're only kind of like doing that and we're just coming away with like holding on tight to that experience, that thing that I've seen in that experience, where not being present to them what life is presenting after that it's like we're holding on to that as the answer it's another silver bullet but the deeper kind of soul maturation is you know more um you know grief failure truth community you know things like that were actually we have in our eurocentric way of being we've lost you know we've lost like Aging is really relevant with me right now. And, you know, I'm really fortunate that I have um, elders that I work with and I work with in there, you know, in part of that initiation, you know, that they're, they're, I'm held in that way, that there can be. But, you know, I, I'm now in the process of, you know, who, you know, like the, the, I want the crones around me, <laughs> you know, I want my fellow crones, I want us to grow together in that. And, and you know, maybe we've, that 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 is happening, but the ease of that isn't there, it isn't available for everybody. 
you know, or, or as widely as it is, perhaps it can be. So mm. I think we need both. And to just sort of circle back to that language thing, you know, I can think about, um, you know, if I think about it through the lens of like what's happening right now in Palestine, for example, you know, there, um, you know, I've seen kind of, um, you know, spiritual um leaders spiritual folk um kind of come out with like one you know like a one tonality message around this like for example you know our soul chose to be here at this time do i believe that's true i do i do i do but does it actually you know is is that are we just trying to make meaning out of it without going into the deeper work that's needed about okay well if my soul did choose to be here it needs to be with um it needs to be it needs to be here so it can be with inner conflict it mm. can be with relationships that might have conflicts because we might have disagreements about this it might be my my soul has chose to really know what grief is and maybe allow space for others to be with their grief so we can collectively tend to grief and tend to generational grief right so that's the that's i think just the um the bit for me that sometimes can be a little bit jarring if we are in um positions where people might listen to us as having some spiritual know-hows, teachers, mentors, but we, yeah, there's just something about that one ton, you know, that tonality of it, which isn't, you know, isn't doing both bits. And maybe they're not here to do both bits. I don't know. But what I do know is that's not for me. I mm. do know that's not for me. Yeah, and there's such a big piece there in, like, what does integrity look and feel like to me? And what does, you know, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, like, sometimes we speak our truth and it feels edgy. It's like, because and we were talking about this earlier before we hit record, but like, sometimes we are going to get it wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's, that's also okay. You know, you're going to get it wrong. Yeah. And, 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 the, the the internal structures that need to be put in place for you to feel safe to get it wrong you yeah. know again like it's a very vulnerable space but equally you know we are humans living a human existence <laughs> you know that we're going to get it wrong again and again and again and there's this sort of you know narrative that wrong is bad or wrong it's like no like you know if I can apply it to you know, knowing that there's a lot of businesswomen listening or women in business or building businesses, I always say like everything that goes wrong in your business is a gift. It's so generation. Yeah. It's like, oh, so this isn't work, you know, in life, like every relationship I've had that didn't work has got me closer to working out mm. what does. You mm. know, it's like and we think that these things are wrong. Mm. Actually, there's such a gift in mm. in in those spaces. Yeah. And even does it have to be even something that gets you to a new place? It <laughs> simply know? is. <laughs> I, it, oh, that was wrong. 
some often it is you know i think i think there's a, a relative truth there for sure but also just opening up to sometimes oh that was that was like that would not do that again <laughs> yeah yeah you know that though or, or that upset people or whatever you know yeah there's it's something you when you say that it reminded me of like when you made that initial comment just going back to that and uh, and I was like oh hello Pandora <laughs> not really because you do talk about failure um you know and 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 I think that's really important um because that doesn't align with what what has become synonymous with girl boss. That's another reason why I didn't associate you with it. So maybe you're just redefining what it is, right? All good. But um, that was for me, I was like, oh, that's curious. And that was one of the reasons why, I think, because you do talk about failure as and its importance for many different reasons. And like it or not, coming into um the type of business that particularly you support women with and the majority of people that I work with as well that um it is an initiation of sorts right it is yeah uh, and, and and you know and and we need to be able to hold the complexities within that yeah absolutely there's one thing that we touched on before and I think it's really important to I want to voice it knowing kind of my audience that earlier on I shared with Joe that something else that I often feel somewhat you know I'm so open about my my triggers because listen you know I'm definitely human um is when I see more of the let's say trauma-informed folk sharing you know like right now it's just about being in flow and you know I'm not setting goals and I don't need to be working hard like this is you know that 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 sort of language we we know what that language is and I think you know I have a lot of clients who are also single parents or they are kind of the main breadwinner and there's just a certain level of responsibility you know and I do you know great for you like love seeing that you're going out in nature on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, hugging treats. I love that for you. But the reality is, you know, I also, also love, you know, hugging treats. But the reality for a lot of other people is that that's just not their, uh, what's the word? Their reference points, right? It's just not their reality. So it's like, well, I'd love to just, you know, be in flow and see what comes to me in my business. And I'm just going to pull a tarot card and see where that leads me. I've got, to pay, <laughs> I've got to pay the fucking mortgage and I've got three kids that need feeding. Like there is this sort of really, and you know, I, I find so much like I, I <laughs> laughter in it because I see the complexities of both of those or all of these things simultaneously. But sometimes I think, God, if you, didn't have the maturity, let's say, I'm going to use that as the kind of, if you didn't have that sort of self-awareness maturity, that could be so triggering of like, how is this person, you know, able to live in this way? And I'm here kind of, you know, I've got to, I've got to work today because I've got to make money. And I think that it, it can be jarring. And I wonder what your, what your thoughts are on, on that. So, God, as you know, I mean, uh, yeah, also sharing sharing the humour with that. Sometimes one can only laugh. And uh, I think that's one. I think that's one to do. 
dear. Um, so I got to answer that from a couple of different. Maybe I'll pick off these different strands of it, right? So one, um, like, do we need to sometimes slow down to come into our deeper sense of being? Yeah. Yeah. That we know. That we know. Um, however, purely from a nervous system perspective, um, do we always want to role model that? Well, no, you know, sometimes fast is good. Sometimes, you know, some level of activation is good, right? You know, all of these things like where... Um, in the marketplace of life, you know, we need these different rhythms. We need these different paces. We need to sometimes slow down. And that is a relative truth that probably, you know, the, the, there is more space to slow down just because of the cultural container that we are in. But then, as you point out, you've got everyone else's in, everyone's within a cultural container and everyone's in a container of their of their own with their own responsibilities so, um, I mean, if somebody out there is listening who does really have that magic formula about how I can be hugging trees, you know, by I'm making my 10K month. <laughs> yeah. I want to know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, let's spread that word right out there. Yeah. Because that sounds great. But it isn't the reality. And, um, yeah, and we're just, you know, we're in the marketplace of life, right? You know, there is there is some doing that 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 is needed. And, you know, a lot of um I just right, I um I just check myself here about how much um of this comes from a judgmental place and 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 perhaps there is some and I'm gonna let myself off for that. But I but I think and suspect that some of that narrative comes from um, folk with quite a lot of privilege. You know, that's I, 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 I suspect there's some relative truth in there, um, you know, and 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 again, that's that is their path. That's that's that that's their life. Maybe they're only speaking to. Um, and want to attract women of a certain other type of privilege to work with. And that's, you know, again, can we always speak to everybody? No, we can't. But what we can do is be here of voices of reason, Pandora, and say that we know that the, for the vast majority of us, um, sometimes being slow, sometimes finding those pockets to get into our deeper ground of being is absolutely foundational to what that can bring to our business. But that doesn't have to be hugging trees for, you know, 15 hours a day and pulling a tarot card. Like, again, we were just, when just before we, we come on, as you know, I just put a couple of tracks on. Um, because I'd been in quite a dewy mode and I was like, oh, I want to just find a bit more balance. So I put a couple of classical music and just moved really slowly. And I'm not the sort of person that moves really slowly. Sometimes I like to find my staccato and my edge because that's a bit of an edge for me. But I was like, oh, there's a bit balance. I'm having this conversation. I'm just going to just 
uh, just see if I can drop into somewhere. Two tracks. It might be one track that somebody has, right? It might be that moment when they're waiting for their kids on the school run. You know, can they put the phone away and can they just come to their breath for a sacred pause? You know, for for some folk, that might be it. Mm. You know, and 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 that's real. That is real. You know, if that's not God's work, I don't know what is. You know, you're picking your kids up, you're, you know, um, putting food on the table and you're still just going to find that one moment to come into a deeper ground of being, you know. And, and yeah, I think I'll stop there, actually. Mm, it's beautiful. And I feel like that's a, quite a nice place to sort of close. Mm. Um, something I had just written down was something I know to be true in, as, a, as a kind of marketeer is that things that perhaps were working before um, are not working anymore. And the running thread of that is this authenticity piece. It's this personalization. It's the personal mm-hmm. touch points. Um, but if you're in my world and you, you know, avidly read anything, it's like personal touch points, personal touch Guys, if you have a talking about personal touch points like in your marketing, like just make that part of your strategy. But there is this, you know, where we used to see sort of the, you know, beautifully curated Instagram feeds. Now it's like, come inside, I'm just going to talk to you while I'm making my morning, you know, my morning smoothie. And there's something that we're seeing, which is this real need for, I think, you know, like the the reality of, you know, of humanness and Mm -hmm. business and life and all of the things. And I think you know, if, and, you know, everything that we've spoken here about, you know, being, being in our truth and being self-compassionate, mm. self-compassionate and being in our self-power, like so much of that is just, you mm. know, is this my truth? Am I being truthful? Am I being authentic in this moment? And actually, if we could all explore one thing and, you mm. know, weave in more into our worlds, whether that's, you know, our personal lives, our relationships, our business world, it's, you know, really how much more of me can I, be and how much more of myself can I explore and accept you know knowing that I'm a multi-dimensional being yeah Yeah. I love that I I, I would I would actually just add to that actually if that's okay because I was just um um exploring I have this um um embodied authentic power um beautiful group of women come to explore what that means right now which is beautiful right and I, and I've kind of opened up for some inquiry about what do all of those words mean for you and I think you know I would say that just be careful not to get onto the authenticity train because we can for me authenticity um doesn't have one shape by its nature it's an emergent quality it doesn't have one particular shape or form but it does have a resonance and it does have just a willingness to show up you know and again just I think for that probably coming just circling back to which I think is really relevant for any woman 
in business, particularly our types of business, is to really cultivate that place of self-compassion because that will that will be the terrain in which well, well, wherever you're experimenting and what authenticity means to you and how that resonates to folk that you want to work with um, or want to work with you, that's the terrain that will support. Mm, beautiful. Such a delicious thing to add to that. Thank you so much. Um, a question that I ask all of my guests is what does being a magnetic woman mean to you? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Let's have a look. What's it, what does it mean to me? What's alive with me at the moment? Um, sometimes it's the things that I least expect. Um, I think it it comes back to again, just kind of maybe a little bit around that. Um, you know, embodied authentic power piece. You know, there is something around that, and we could probably have an other whole podcast exploring those words. But for me, it's it's a it comes down to a willingness to be able to just meet life, just meet life. You know, with all of you know, what could be imperfections, what are imperfections of mine, mm. um, you know, and be, yeah, just be able to willing to be able and willing to meet life just as I am. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm. I can so vouch for Joe's work, um, you know, spending time with you to explore myself. My body was just huge you know my own growth development and that compassion piece of like really understanding what it is to be present with the moment in the moment for the now you know um where can people find you joe um so people can find me my website is um joanna-miller.com um i um hang out on instagram as um joanna miller underscore healing and um i um if it's okay to say the next opportunity to work with me um is for existing kind of therapists coaches helping professions healers or people that want to move into that um, I'm also part of the leadership team for something called the Focalizing Institute. And we have a 60-hour accredited trauma-informed um, healing modality. Um, this starts at the start of March. And it's a really beautiful, um, soulful way of um, um, being with the trauma-informed stuff. It's not like a five-step plan, here's your nervous system. You know, it, 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 it's a really beautiful personal journey as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you.